Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you are doing great. I've got some big news and it's coming from a friend of mine, Eric from Sage News. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. Guys, if you haven't seen, I haven't done a video with Eric probably in about two weeks now. I'm trying to help blow his channel up. Eric brings me so much valuable information. And again, we reap what we sow, right? So it's not about you watching the Economic Ninja channel. It's me bringing you the most information, the best information possible. So I would love for you to, and I'm going to put a link in the comment section below to one of his videos. Go check him out. Give him a thumbs up, possibly a subscribe if you want to check him out currently. He's constantly putting out information. Sorry, it's a long intro. Eric, what are we talking about today? Well, we got a lot of uh, basically containers. We, were, we all knew how important containers were, and they were hammering us, and we had a lot of freight coming in. But right now, they are literally dropping off a cliff. And let me go to share screen. It's not letting me share screen. Oh, that's just because I didn't let you share screen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Here we go. All right. Let me grab. So I will grab this screen real quick and share okay so basically this is out of freight waves yesterday and i'll show you the chart so u.s import demand is dropping off a cliff um the latest ocean container booking data reveals that despite the strong levels of inbound cargo during the first five months of 2022 import demand is not just softening but it's dropping off a cliff because capacity on the trans-pacific has remained relatively stable Freightos container spot rates from China to the West Coast plunged 38%. Now, that's based on supply and demand. So some of the stuff we're looking at is basically here's the chart. Um, you can see at one point we were, you know, hammered with the containers coming in. And that's when we saw huge spikes in container prices. At one point, it was already up to like $28,000 to get a container from China to here when it should be somewhere around three or four. Well, you can see the drop off is like cliff right there yep. now what that means basically is and you can even see that basically right here he this is from craig fuller of freight waves he says the tgt is the second largest container importer and they announced today that they will cut vendors orders uh wmt number one and others are likely to follow container uh follow container volumes bound for the u.s have dropped one third in the past two weeks that's and staggering it is. And the, and the issue is, is that when you have fuel prices as high as they are, and then the freight drops off, you see a lot of trucking companies, owner operators, solos, small carriers, their freight dries up quickly. And high diesel prices with not a lot of freight, they can't absorb those hits. Yeah. That's when they end up collapsing. And something that you've talked about in other videos with the hot shot video and things like that, that's when this type of stuff happens. It blows me away how many great comments I'm getting from uh, owner operators in the trucking or hotshot industry saying, and this, this isn't great, how they're walking away. And that's, that part is horrifically sad. But what is great about this information is we get this in real time. So that these are people warning other people like, look, I had to walk away. I can't make it. You know, you're a freight broker, Eric. What are you seeing on your side? A lot of the situation is, is that a lot of drivers just can't afford to, to run the trucks. They jumped in at the wrong time. They got the trucks in for the higher prices like we've talked about. And now I can't. It's based on supply and demand. So even though fuel's higher, I can get them a fuel surcharge. But I because the demand's lower, I can't get them some of the pricing they can do to, to compete. So a lot of the drivers that weren't prepared for something like this or were newer to this industry they're just not out there and and you're going to see less and less trucks and they're going to park it or they're going to sell and, and 
and this is the year of the great resignation. The last thing we want is truck drivers leaving. So if one freight ever does come back, we don't have enough. Yeah, I do see that as a slingshot kind of uh, reaction when um, truck drivers all of a sudden go, I can't make any money. I'm either going to have to give my truck back to the bank. We're going to see a ton of trucks at the market, which is going to be good news for people looking to buy at lower prices. But right. then all of a sudden when uh, demand starts to pick up, there's going to be like this slingshot bullwhip effect that's going to be really bad because now we will be severely short of drivers when we need them. And that will only make the problem worse. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And this is something that I actually experienced in 2008. I lost my truck back then because I had to choose between driving the truck and being a freight broker. I couldn't do both, um, I, you know, with, with what the situation that was going on. So 2008, I said, you know what? I gave, ended up giving the truck back, had to, you know, negotiate a payment, paid it off, cleared up my credit and, and moved on. Wow. But I was in the freight industry long enough to know how the freight industry worked. A lot of these new guys might not be able to jump into what I did and they're just going to get out completely. You know, that's a great point you bring up about losing your truck and having to pay it off. Um, what are some lessons learned from that? Would, would you have done anything differently back then? Yeah, at that point, I think I made the right decision because I did kind of everything. I, I didn't break on you know, communication with them. I told them the situation. They knew what was going on. I stayed in contact with them. So that was one that I, I really handled right. I, I didn't just leave it there and trash it and take the tires off. I, yeah. I told them, hey, where can I take this truck? Where can I drop it off to help you guys out? You know, here's where I live. Here's my zip code. And then, you know, let me know how you want to handle this. And, you know, even if I have to make payments they wanted to work with you so it wasn't a complete destruction of my credit it was just here's a here's a bump fix it move on and that's what i did let me ask you this if you would have been able to keep up with the payments and just let that truck sit how long would it have taken of that truck sitting to be able to get back into a position where you could get back on the road with that truck and make money it's tough to say because with 2008 and that hit once kind of trucks aren't things that like to sit for long periods of time. These big trucks, they like, they need to keep moving and things like that. So it probably would have took a couple months um, to get rocking and rolling. And at that point, you know what, now I'm going to think about it. I probably should have kept at back then. Your, I probably should have had three or four months of payments stored up. That's a good point. I just thought of that when you mentioned that three or four months of payments stored up, to, to be able to rock and roll if I was able to get out. You know, I'm so glad you just had that epiphany. And it sounds funny yeah. because uh, we all have those moments where we start, we rarely do self-reflection and look back on uh, past experiences and try and learn from them. And that's what I keep trying to do on this channel is to, to wake people up, open their minds up and really just having that safety net. Now, on the flip side of that, um, it could have went, let's say if you could have six months of payments in your truck set aside, that would be excellent. But at a certain point, you've got to go, all right, it's six months things aren't getting better. It's like that, that number has to be different from all of us I, for all of us. Right. Yeah. And this is something that you can absolutely do. And um, is also call, if, if that's going to be something you choose, call your insurance company and tell them you're garaging your truck, bump your insurance down for those three months. Say, look, I'm not driving it. I'm garaging it. Uh, what do I owe you for the next couple months as a garage status um, until this thing lifts, you know, and, and move on. I had a driver that we did that with him when he had surgery. He wasn't moving. He garaged it. And we said, hey, I'll show you my ELD records if you want, but we're garaging it. We're not moving for a month. Can I knock down my payment? And my payment went from like $1,000 a month to, I believe, I believe like 150 for garaging it. Wow. And, then, and we, when he came back, we just he turned the insurance back up to, you know, back up to where it was and we rolled on. But that is an option also. That is a great idea. You know, I think you and I are going to have to do a separate video on this topic 
uh, specifically for owner operators, because I think it's so valuable, not only for the owner operator, I don't want to see you lose your truck, your business, but also for mankind, because if you, if you're putting it in your mouth, you got it by a truck. And the last thing we need now is a shortage of truck drivers. So we, that's a really good idea. We're going to do that actually. Um, Eric, also in closing, I want to talk about you. You were talking about inventory levels or we've been talking, it's been in the, in the news lately, like inventory is blowing up. Right. And we just saw that target came out and they're saying one of their issues is that they have so much inventory. They got to figure out what to do with it. And they're starting to literally take the connexes the Connex boxes off of the uh, ships out of the port. And then they're staging in these blank fields uh, out near uh, Long Beach. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah. And I, I, we actually talked about this, that remember this is conversations that we had. That yeah. They, like four months that, ago, four months ago, that when, when these stuff comes in, it's going to be sitting there and there's going to be big time, let's say sales, you know, early on sales because of the over inventory that didn't make it during the Christmas season, didn't make it during the selling season that rolled in now. And now it's sitting there. So now they're overstocked. It's that bullwhip effect. And this is some of the stuff that we've talked about. And here it is. And it's almost like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. No, actually, we you could if you listened to us four months ago. Yeah. So and, and because this isn't something that's, you know, we're not seeing the future. It's patterns. It's algorithms. This is how the, the system works. And we yeah. just are bringing it to everybody so you guys can see it. Yeah. And I believe this next uh, three to six months are going to be actually quite frightening, to be honest with you, as inventory builds up. And uh, but it's the wrong kind. It's the crap coming from China that we don't need to live. And sadly, the things that we need to live right now are getting in short supply with everything, you know, produce plants burning down and, you know, food producers burning down uh, and truck drivers walking away. I think it's going to be pretty scary. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be time that you guys want to definitely prepare for a winter storm. Yeah. Make sure you prepare, get you some stuff right, that you need, even if it's $100 a week or $100, whatever it is, get your, just prepare for a winter storm. That's what I call it. Awesome. Amen. I completely agree. Eric, I'd ask you where they're going to find you, but I'm going to put a link to one of your videos in the pinned comment section. So everybody watch them. Eric, thanks so much for jumping on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I appreciate the therapy session and, and going back and find that out. You can send me an invoice for that. So if you go find me on Sage News, you can find me on the couch at the uh, Economics Ninjas Therapy Center. Thank you so much. Hey, as Chris at Financial, uh, was it? Financial Prepping says, you just been ninja. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. With that being said, the Economic Ninja is out.